you're listening to an eavesdrop podcast with Kaylee, Nale, and Shan. Stay tuned for the following episode right here with the Eves. Hello, welcome to eavesdrop podcast. <laughs> I'm nervous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm here with the Eves, Kaylee, Shan. What up? And what today is, is extra special, guys. We have our first guest. <laughs> you may have seen him last week in the picture. Yes, <laughs> you did see him last week in our picture. <laughs> no Yeah, guys, we came to speak all about the guy who was photobombing our picture. <laughs> Lorraine, our former colleague. Uh, yes. That's, that's how we all met. Yeah, yeah. Naren, do you want to say hi to the panty droppers and the Eve listeners? <laughs> hi to the panty droppers and Eve listeners. Eve droppers. Eve droppers, yes. Eve droppers and panty. <laughs> 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 I don't know where I came up with that. And Naren has led an interesting life. Yeah, guys, Naren's life in Schoberg. Started when we were all in diapers. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't think I was born yet. <laughs> was when did you move to Joburg? 93. 93. Yeah, I wasn't even born. I wasn't even conceived. I was two years old. Just <gasps> I was two years old. <laughs> I was just born. Wait, Respect. do you remember which month you came? Were you born in 93 or 94? 93. Oh, I okay. had like one year of the struggle, guys. I was there in my mom's tummy all bridged and shit. Like, yeah. give us the vote! <laughs> I came up in like June. June 93. So that oh. was my first winter yeah. experience in Johannesburg. Oh, wow. And coming from Durban, you must know, that was like... Were you prepared? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like the North Pole. Yep. That cold. So sat in front of those electric heaters most of the time. Where did you move to? Where did you arrive to? What did you have in your suitcase? How did you Tell arrive? us everything. Tell us everything. Your haircut. Why everything. it by ship? Across the land. Do you yep. know? Oh, you never. I just you decided I want to come to Durban. Yeah. I was working in Durban and decided I want to come up. Yeah. Two Why? suitcases, right? Why? Because better life. Better life. Different goals. experience. Yes. Experience something else. Came up to Java, met my dad's Wait, family. how old were you when you came? 18. 18. Oh, oh, dude. <gasps> Sex in the city vibes. Yeah, like, yeah. Just like, like, like freedom. freedom. <laughs> I'm yes, just leaving town to a big city. Came up the first few months, I just spent visiting people. Yeah. Two weeks here, Pretoria, two weeks here, town, Hillbrow, all over. Town was different then. Yeah, it was fun. You could fun. walk around, run around. You could walk from Java all the way up to Hillbrow. Guys, that's so scary for me that like At living night. in Hillbra, I'm like, Yo, dude, even driving towards yeah. Opas, you're like, it's even insane. the GPS, I'm like, you're taking me through Hillbra, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, what you doing? No, no, no. Reroute, reroute. <laughs> what was Hillbra like when you came through to Joba? Joba, Hillbra was lovely because the um, community that lived in Hillbra were yeah. all working in town. Yeah. So that's yes. why people move from all over, whether it came from Durban, Cape Town, Blumpentino, Limpopo, wherever it was, people all moved into town. Yeah. So town was like the residential for people that came to Joba. You didn't come to Joba, could move to, there was no, between Johannesburg and mm-hmm. Midrand, uh, Pretoria, mm-hmm. there was no Midrand. Yeah. You know? Wow. And Bryanston, all these like Bryanston and all town. of that was just being, coming up, no it was suburbs. like one house, yeah. Was nothing when you drove from Joburg to Pretoria. It was just open fields between. Yeah. Now if you drive oh. there, it's the airport was there. connected. No, there was not. The, there the was airport no was airport. first in. Well, yeah, no, oh, it uh, was Lanceria those was these on. small airports yes. like uh, like the Lens- 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 Oh snap! No. Yeah. Huh? But no, or there's that other small one that's Randport or something. Um, there's Grand Central yeah. in Germiston. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Rand something. Rand, I don't know. Yeah. What? Yeah, Rand Airport. The little airports no. went here. Yeah. It was just Jovig International in those days. Yeah, it was just Jovig International. But it was fine. Okay. So you're an 18 year old boy with two suitcases. That's a big one. And stayed with family first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Came so when came, you. Stayed, stayed with family, just visited people for like a week. You were like, so you basically like, like unemployed. And then, 
Hey? Did you come unemployed, unemployed or no. like come came up to look for a job? Okay. Uh-huh. Came up to look for and a what job. was your first job at in Joburg? My first job was Lancet Laboratories in 1993. I feel like that's like in September. <laughs> that's not a bad first job. In September, that's when I was born. September 93. <laughs> and I started there and then turned dad, 19. Guys, probably. When my mom, they were drawing the slide. <laughs> he did my life. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I think I'm coming now. Okay, I guess he's just excusing himself. What I would like to say though is that I think between the three of us, Noren was always that person that we used to go to for entertainment because he always had a A different story story to tell us every day. Yeah. Very often I would tell him like, Noren, I just need a day to sit with you so you could tell me all these stories because they're so fascinating. Yeah, it was fun. Johannesburg was fun. You could party from town, breeze street, walk into small street mall, go to the Carlton Centre, go to the ice cream, go to... I voted at the post office in Durban in when the elections happened. Mm-hmm. I voted from Lancet Laboratories. I went and voted. That was my first. Who me? That's always a secret. <laughs> 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 I was like, Maybe you voted for. I know who I voted for. Yes, that's it, hey? This ain't red and blue state. We've got too many colours in our flag. Yeah. Um, I often said that, like, I don't know, maybe if I was a teen like Noreen mm-hmm. back then, that I would have loved a different, a different social world. life. Do maybe. Yeah, party was so I mean? party was so nice because at that time, was remember, everyone was coming out of this, like. Joburg was cosmopolitan compared to people coming from Durban or wherever mm. they came, they lived in a community. Mm. So Joburg was where you came and you experienced just mixing Life. with everybody, mm. you know? You could smoke in the buses upstairs. Mm. So public transport was much more useful. A big thing to yeah. say. Yeah, you could go in, you knew your bus was going to be, your connecting buses, you knew what was going to happen when you jumped in, when you jumped out, so you could get to work. And I lived in so many places. Hillbrow, Berea, Brampensee, Yeovil. Which one of the places you can in Randburg, Lodium, I lived all over Johannesburg. West Rand. I had my 21st in the West Rand. That's isn't it crazy. Yeah. It's it like a different hmm. lifetime. I mean, it's probably. Berea Put and Lortiavol and all those places. Now I'm in the East. I lived in Sandton. I lived in Melville. I lived in Melville the longest though. Victory Park mm-hmm. and Marenta Dam is my most favorite place. Yeah. I, I like never bothered to leave for, nat- for nature. Yes, when yes. you when I you move around. Yeah. I always tell people like they're like, what do you like more? I said, I go and experience a place and then like if something happens, I don't I don't want to have to travel far distances mm. to get to work, which is your most everyday Your thing. Yes. So yeah. I prefer to Travel quick, come back quick, and then enjoy what's around. Mm. You know. It's a good philosophy. So, I feel like yeah. T-shirts for that. <laughs> you know. So like Santon, I lived on Grayson Drive. I worked in Santon City. Mm-hmm. I worked in Santon City. I lived in Melbourne, or I lived in Victory Park. You know, things like that. I mm-hmm. moved on this side. I stayed in Edenvale, Germiston. You know, places where I worked. I feel like yeah. life was so much more different then because obviously they were coming out of the apartheid era and everything. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just so excited that like now we can all just like live we'll together. Yeah. That's why even like the party scene was like safer because like people had frustrations, but the whole overarching frustration that like the country was going through was like finally breaking. It's like if we ever reached level zero formally, the way we were supposed to, we would all be like, everything that's been put in the constitution during that time meant something like, yeah. you know, gay rights, go doing yeah. this, going out, like, um, you know, uh, safety for women and children and all of that was, was huge. Everybody yeah. ate, like, like took it in. Now at the moment, what do we have? We have people that are in power that are taking away the, those mm, freedoms yeah. from people. And we just have to sit there. You know, we need to stand up and do something. Because that's what gay people, that the, the marches that they had in town and stuff, wasn't violent protests, it wasn't anything. It was a party. Mm, yes. We're out there, we here to come, you know, gay pride. Like, yeah, yes, we're in we're the front, you know, we've done that, mm. we're proud. We had those things. And going to clubs, I mean, 
club clubbing was Monday to Sunday. Yeah, I was just going go to say, I couldn't love it. <laughs> yeah. You describe it, really. paint the picture yeah. for me. Paint the picture <laughs> for us. Like, like working at the laboratory, I'm talking like 93, 94. Working at the laboratory, you started work at 11. You finished work at 8 or 9. Mm-hmm. We'd all take a walk. It was a mixture of nationalities from mm-hmm. that worked at the laboratory. And mm-hmm. we worked on the 16th floor. Yeah. Where were you living now? I was living in Hillbrow. Okay. Yeah. So we'd all leave, walk up through to bed, or come decide, go home, or stop at a pub. Anyway, stop to go have a drink after work. You go into a pub, you go into a club, whatever. You you're there on a Monday. Okay. Yeah. They give you a complimentary ticket to come back on a Tuesday. So you have to. So you just go, and then they give you more, and they give you more for friends. So like you just end up just hanging out, and then all of the clubs used to do that. You know. So you go into one, have one drink, don't like it, let's go somewhere else. And that's how so Club of Yours was born. Yeah. Yeah. And there was all different types of clubs, you yeah. know? You had your R&B clubs, you mm. had your adult clubs, and you had your <laughs> disco clubs. Okay, and we'll you get had back your, to that one. Yeah, yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting clubs that you could, could, you could I heard to. about a, a gay adult club in Maboning that's like happening now. Mm-hmm. My friend um, told me he'd been there. When you walk in, there's a coat check, but it's a clothing check. You check everything, everything, and then hmm? you, you check it. your whole outfit from outside to inside. You walk in in your birthday suit with a towel. When you say check, you mean oh, they like so if they check it really like where you would normally yeah, yeah. leave your coat yeah. at, at the club during winter. Leave, I, I don't know. Do they have those? No, we don't have. Those. No, no. Oh. I've the never club, experienced a coat clubs check. Had, I, I have. Clubs or clubs just to have a coach. Yeah. You walk yes. in, you pay or you go in or whatever, and you, you get, a get number there. For you your put get your number, like yeah. hand in your coat and stuff like Where that. Where did you guys get it's your coats? It's New York. <laughs> oh, yeah. it was a it was a old old New York New York bar, and mm-hmm. you had to check your coats in for ten dollars, and they give you a number, and then you give them your number, and they give you your coat. Yes. Where did you get your coat check? Um. <laughs> And the, nice part, and, the nice, and the nice part about those days yeah, is that yeah. even if you went out to like um, a lot of these nice awesome clubs that there was like therapy and champion and Ooh, like, you would leave you therapy could leave, and champion you, yeah you could I'm leave the one club the, <laughs> you could leave your jacket like on the chair or whatever and come back and it would still be there yes. oh, you know? <laughs> there was no such thing as fighting and people getting aggro there and stuff. You went there to have a good time. Do you know what's All there now at European Champion? What? No, the, uh, that's, uh, Ch- Champions became, I think it's a college thing. It's in oh, Brampton. It's right there, Nick, opposite, uh, <laughs> it's opposite the um, park station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, opposite there. Devlin. What, yeah, it's a college. And they the used colleges. to have a restaurant and a dance floor and a club and even like a pool hall for gay people. <laughs> it was fun. The best part was watching get drag queens hit straight people because at that time there was a lot of gay violence. Yes. So uh, you get those gay bashings, but they tried to hit some gay boy and then you'd find the drag queens go and beat up the straight people. Oh, they all just gang up on them? Yep. Oh, that sounds like I a good time. I hit you with my hand I feel like those are like my favorite stories of <laughs> the right. drag scene back in the day. Yeah, it was, oh, it was awesome actually. You think about you gay pride. Gay pride now. No. Gay pride now doesn't have that carnival like feel like it has overseas. Yeah, you know, people to be, used to make you know? clothes. Yeah, and it like, was lots of exciting things. It was like, it it was like carnival. Things. You know what we see in Mardi Gras. Like yo, like a street party band. Oh, What's wow. that festival they have in Cape Town? Oh, wait, we've got photos. We've got pictures. We've got magazines. <gasps> and this is recent. I'm talking about way before this now. What, what is, is this? this? Gay, Gay pages. pages. Is it still around? Well, this mm. one's 2007. This one is. Oh, I think it's probably the same thing. Where do I see the date? But yep, that's what I'm saying. It was all about dressing up, going out, having fun. 2009. Where did that float? I don't see any of these things happening anymore. Is this no. year? Yes, yeah, this is South Africa. Yes, it's a South African magazine. Oh, wow. It's Gay Pages South Africa. Oh my gosh. How so crazy. Take me through how you would get ready to go out, Karen. 
Who, me? Yeah. Okay, so it up would you even get ready that? or like you just go from, from work? work? Oh no, for that, I, we dressed up. Yeah, but that's what I was There was nothing about let's just go there with a pair of jeans and t shirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you dressed up. I went as Grace Jones, I went as oh. Shirley Bassey, I went as Dino Ross. I went dressed in real carnival with yellow feathers and those big yes, carnival outfits. And like everybody, that. there was camels and guys on camels dressed up in Egyptian, like hot looking people, you know. Wow. <laughs> Girls oh with big. Gosh. I loved Afro. That like, mask thing was wearing huge Afro. Because and, now we're like, uh, yeah. if you wore like. A bikini these, and, and families yes. like families supporting it like families with their babies and their prams and kids walking and it was that that's how fun it was we don't have it wasn't like it's just like a group of people going there no people in Hillbrow it just to go by Hillbrow from town mm-hmm. to Hillbrow and get back to the park and then all the clubs because parties used to happen like the whole weekend you know and you'd have families coming there and supporting it and enjoying the the fun and yeah eventually it ended up at zoo lake and you know like things moved around it was so much of fun it was so nice to just like go out like and not ball. like just Dude. forget about the week yes you yeah. know it's not like now we, we end up going to like uh, a bar or a restaurant or whatever and it's like a quick thing mm. yeah you know like we, we need to go back home go, yeah, yeah we need yeah. to go back home whereas then you go partying on a thursday it was cherry thursday i'm talking about one venue yeah. Okay. And the Thursday was called Cherry Thursday, so it was like a gay pre pre weekend. Yeah. Okay. On a Friday it was called Gas, so it was more um um like trance hardcore, you know, like people that Electro do the fire road. dancing and oh. wicca, you know, like a dark what you know, goth, yeah. goth yes. thing, you know, like chains and all of that. And they changed well, the they changed they changed like the the visuals. The, the decor, the cultures and all stay the same, mm-hmm. but just the, the, the paintings and stuff would change from day to day. Oh wow. And then on a, Satu- like on a Saturday epic, night. even from like the owners or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, on a Saturday night. But you're not called, experiencing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the, now on another night. Yeah. Yes, and on a Saturday even, night yeah. it would be called um, therapy. And therapy would end on a Sunday uh, during the day. And then another club would open on a Sunday and then carry on it until Monday morning, 2 o'clock. So whether you felt like going out the Friday, the Wednesday, the Thursday, whatever, you had options to go out. <laughs> and good options too. Not and just... we go party. And in that, that district that I'm talking about in Brampton too, it had a few clubs. And a cup therapy you had to pay or you had to have a membership to go in. So you could, with a membership you could take a friend with for free or people. And you got let in. If you dressed up, just like you were going to like one of those straight those ones where they tell you not allowed to stand, you must keep on moving and nonsense like that. Oh. These clubs you'd go and just let your hair down. Mm-hmm. So if they let you in and there was always a person at the door that would like you know suss you out and say you can come in. If they didn't like it, it'd be like it's members only. Oh, you know? okay. Then okay. the other clubs had links underground like wa- walkways to go from one place oh to the gosh. next that's so you wouldn't have to just go like uh, 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 in the corner there was one club you went underneath that club there was another hardcore club mm. you came back up the stairs and there was another bar and a lounge and things like that so it was lots of fun and come like during pride or festival and things like that they'd close off the streets and they put lighting, like big lanterns, and they decorate the streets. In Rosebank, where the zone, like, like yeah. there was clubs. Like, you'd go to Storyville, you'd go to this club, you'd go to that club, and they used to have so much of fun. It was really like art. Like, clubbing then was Culture. freedom. Mm, yeah. It wasn't like you have to conform to mm. um, how people dress now. You have to wear formal shoes, you have to do this. You must have a particular shirt. You must, you know? No. It was if you felt like coming to the club with swimwear because they had a beach theme, you came, and if you looked tops, you'd go in. Mm. You know? If you came dressed up in a tuxedo, <clears throat> 
and you pull things off. It was awesome. It was so nice. You was you could be an individual. Mm. Like well, now people are being made into dude, conformed. Conform. Into, All I ever wanted now to do. You can't wear. That a, I should have been. You can't wear. A, <laughs> you can't wear a cap into a certain venue. Yeah. Yes. You know, like sneakers yeah. in a venue. You know. The girls no, have to wear like, heels. You yeah. can't wear flat shoes. I want to wear a ball gown and go watch a movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We'd go, we'd go, we'd go clubbing, and after clubbing, like when the Matrix and stuff came out, yeah. we'd go club clubbing, and then after that we'd go to Westgate. All these malls, there were all these malls. There was Westgate, Eastgate, Sandton. Yeah. You know, there weren't all these new malls, Kills and stuff never existed. Mm-hmm. We'd drive from Brownfontein and go to Emerentia after the club, go chill out there, feed the ducks, whatever, and drive back, <laughs> drive to the West Rand. And we know like it's time we can go have coffee or something and then go into the movies. And after clubbing, go and like watch a movie and then go home and chill and then go say our farewells to each other. That was that was what was fun. The entertainment or the get togethers wasn't just stuck on like we're going for dinner and then mm-hmm. if you like, Oh can't, can't we just like take a drive to like it's Christmas now, so Zulek's got lights, and people are like, no, but I already said I need to be home. Mm. No, yeah. it's like, let's go. You know? It was always a... Yeah. There was always was something also happening. Yeah. Space, people space, even drove, space. people even just decided, like, on a Thursday, okay, let's let's just drive down to Durban. Mm. Mm. You know? Book in, like... Yeah, no one does that anymore. Book and just go, just go, just go like, spend, like, one night, one day, and then drive back up. You know? No one like, was telling me the one December that he worked at is family's bakery or no the restaurant and they paid him 120 rand for six weeks and he went to check us and filled the trolley with just like gifts and like filled the trolley and still had change mm. for 120 yards. for 120 rand money in those days guys so easy <laughs> guys are do so you know average. how excited i was when i got that money because it came like a proper pay wage yeah. Call them then when you came in a brown envelope with your name and yes. how many weeks a days you worked and yeah. how much it was and 120 in 10 rand notes. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> guys, that was when I finished grade seven. On my December in grade seven, it was like, do you want to make money? Come work. work. And it was like, go to work at night. It was good. I learned lots of trade. By doing things like mm. that, so baking, catering, floors, like restaurant, like the whole thing, like the service industry, mm. like learning and being passionate about doing, doing things, was brought up from a young age, like mm. working and being yeah. like being sociable, knowing people. Yeah. You know, I learned a lot of rude. I must be honest. From when I started working, <laughs> you know, I was a little boy that was hasn't reached high school yet. You know, I was gonna be going into high school. <laughs> And the bakers were all older, married, families, and all of mm-hmm. that. So they taught me all the wrong words to say <laughs> in Yeah, it was oh, awesome. Wow. And then you work, you finish off the like going to work during Christmas time. You'd go to work like sleep, and then wake up at eleven o'clock at night, and go to the bakery because you need to bake some thousands of whatever mm-hmm. that needs to be ready by the time the bakery opens. And during that time, you supply other smaller catering places with whatever they need. So it was so much of fun. And then, like, you come back home at about like eleven or twelve o'clock in the day, mm. smelling like a cake, man. I tell you, there's nothing wrong with that. Smelling like, like a bakery. Smelling like you smell like frosting. Oh, you yay. just smell like yes. frosting. Yes, yes, girl. I want to do bacon now. I was like, okay. Frosting. Let's do that. It was huge. It was a huge, like a huge bakery. Like the actual bakery where you baked, not the front of house. Yeah. The actual bakery where you baked was, if we take where we're sitting in now, it was probably my entire place times three. So that's how huge. So three bachelor pants. You know, <laughs> with these huge fridges. You know, like that that uh the bakery shop that's in Eastgate now. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. got the the fruit the, the oven. Yeah. This was like four times that. Wow. You know. But I feel like they need to bring back trade like at school. Yeah. They, they need to do like woodworks and like. Like yeah. we were, like we were speaking about yeah. the past rate thing. 
And that mm. was the Indian part of town, or the mm. you know the non-white part of town. Yeah. So that so was it. If you, yeah, if you went to certain parts and things, that's what you you experienced. So you never knew there was different. Mm. Yeah. If you yeah. only went to a beach that you saw only Indian people, yeah. you believe that in South Africa was just Indian, Indian people. people. That's yeah. crazy. That is <laughs> crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, so really that's how it was done. So people just live like that. And if you're young and you don't understand what's going on, you, you don't understand. That, that's all you, you think that's what life is. Yeah. Until it came to where they had to break it and understand that we all need to be free. Mm. So what was that like when you saw people who weren't Indian? No, no, no. Like, no, I, 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 uh, no, man. Is that a dumb question? No, no. You'd see people, but it's not. It wasn't so. It's a little bit more exciting. You could still come into, you know, an area. You could still come down and do whatever, like, uh, in whatever area. But it it wasn't where, like, we're sitting here with different national races, national nationality. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what I loved about when when I spoke about Melbourne. Yeah. Like I lived where we went and I told yeah. you on Fort Street, on Seminole on Fort Street, I lived across there. In that building, there were all different nationalities that lived there. There was German, Egyptian, Indian, Afrikaans, English, French and I you know I told you guys that we'd go to the house of coffees like yeah. after work, like We'd see each other and like pull up a table. By the time like the restaurant was closing, it mm. would just be us that lived across the road. Yeah. You know, it was so much of fun. Like to to be there and feel safe. Yeah. We live such you know? secluded lives now. Yeah. Like yeah. you can live. Well, you'll say hi to your neighbor, but mm-hmm. I don't even know my neighbor's names. Type yes. of thing. Yes. Like, I don't know my neighbors, and I've lived there all my life. Literally all my life. Yeah. I know maybe. Um, okay, I know like the one guy and his family. And I see him when when he comes out of his driveway and he reverses his car and then I'm like, hi. Even to wave is awkward now because I'm like, yeah, because now you feel like you. I also feel like I'm just waving because I'm like, yeah, because he sees me. Yeah, I'm going to be like, like, hey, what's your name? Oh my gosh, my name is, you know, like. It's a little too late for that. Yeah, communityness that like he's speaking about we don't have it now like no. yeah there's days where like i remember my gran and her neighbor constantly over the fence talking to each other yeah just about every single day yeah, yeah. that's that's a like a rumor we don't do that anymore waving, waving greeting that's nodding a is acknowledging a person yeah and that's the greatest thing you could do to anyone yeah. is acknowledge the, well, the person simplest you thing. don't have to keep contact with them even if somebody's walking past you and you're alone on the escalator or something and you're yeah. walking past it just go high or something i love the it, it, it it shows mm. that you actually it, it, that ignore, because yeah. although we're all living in this bubble yeah in this thing where we we, we you're never going to make a friend if you do that yeah you're never going to know somebody you're never going to feel love if you if you keep your eyes closed deep within our bubbles there's like even though I want to be that person that greets everyone, it just also feels like I'm invading your space. space. Like, now yeah. it's like I'm forcing you to come out and be like, hi. And I'm like, literally just passing and be like, hi. It's like, you're, you know, yeah. like, okay. I'm in my bubble, you're in my bubble. You, I'm never going to see you again. Why are you greeting me? Like, yeah. I'm being like, this really, who are you? Are you running from this universe or something? I'm paying you. You're not going to walk in a busy mall and greet every person you walk past. I we're talking about situations. I feel, I feel like that's that like that, where we're trying to go, made. though. If we like, we should all be walking yeah. in the mall like, hey, 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 hey. And like, oh, there's nothing wrong with that, also. <laughs> there would be no, 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 okay, if imagine you went to the mall today and you did that, you were like a freak. People oh, would be coming yeah. No, but think about it. If, okay, let, 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 think about it. If you if you walk into an elevator. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not going up like in East Coast where there's two floors. Mm. We're talking about going up like ten floors or yeah. more like that. Yeah. You walk in, it's just you and one other person. At least have you know oh. how good day or somebody walks in how good what number or something. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. something because you're gonna stand there and it, it makes you feel more awkward. Well, or for myself, I'm mm. not sure because I would love Yeah. Mm. So just to <laughs> acknowledge somebody <laughs> yeah. like they're standing there. 
you know, yeah, for me means like something because otherwise I'm just like, like standing and consciously you're like I'm not gonna. I should have said yeah. something. No, yeah, you don't know. Like, okay, <laughs> maybe maybe because there was there was no cell phones then, you know. Yes, that's true. There was no cell phones then because now as soon as you get into a, a space where you don't want to make contact, the first yeah, thing you do is take your phone. Absolutely right. You know? But also for us it's different because we all worked in retail work in retail so yeah, greeting is like it's part of second the, nature yeah. for yes, us we made like those people hey how are you those doing people. yeah we Good. are those people oh, oh yeah, yeah. Self, we're not self-aware we are aware of your situation too like yeah. hey how are you doing yeah. then depending on the next person's like you know that you're such a bad conversationalist next. do you judge them yes <laughs> i judge people and i'm like wow it's because so I mean, like I've had to do promotions as well, right? The part of yes. my career, and I'm career. like, as a promotions Johnny. person or like a salesperson, most of the time you're like, fuck, now I must just greet. I'm just throwing out hellos, hi, how are you doing? I'm not even like, I can see you're not my customer, but right. because I'm like somewhere somehow I know somebody watching me being like, is she just standing there or like yeah, is yeah. she interacting? But how 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 annoyed you like being in the just how annoyed you get when you go to any shop or restaurant Yo, or whatever yeah, it is, no, no matter know. what it is, you go there and you look at the person or you ask or whatever and they like ignore you. Yeah, and you're like, but why are you there? Yeah. yeah. You know? Like then you should be sitting at a call center and like just like yeah. um cut the call because then I, I didn't <laughs> see you because the fact that I can see you I'm gonna come to you. But yeah. do you know what else annoys me about having worked in like retail a retail environment where we constantly greeting people is people who don't greet people who work in retail and they just ask them a question they're like is this foundation and yeah. i'm like hi hello how, how are, are you? you you know like that bumps me yes, so much <laughs> that's why i say morning when i come to work to everybody because mm-hmm. i don't have to do that in the middle of the day when i'm in a hurry yeah yes <laughs> Like I walk, y'all know. Yeah. I go and say hello. I mean, even the people from the control would probably go, Lorraine, why are you hugging everybody? I'm like, why? <laughs> if you're feeling left out, please come to the floor and I'll hug yeah. you too. You know? Because, like, you're my colleagues. So, yeah. yes, I, mean, I might not get to say it, hello. Yeah, we spend so much time sure. there. Imagine My goodness. All those people that you work with every single day know your business, know what's going on. Mm. Like just give them the satisfaction of and also them. later in the day when I need authorization, I don't want you to be like you didn't greet me in the morning. Now you wanna come and ask. Now you need me. Now you want to go. Remember when Happy gave you a clap back? Oh I don't yeah. Know if happy. She went to the sunglass counter yes. and she's like, it was so "Please, rude. can I have change?" I know that I was rude. And he's like. He's like, we, we greet, greet each other, yeah. Yes. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm so Can sorry. the earth swallow me up But right then now? you get, like, you get to check us no matter how I you must greet. I be honest. When it how comes to ask, the greeting part, it's a two-part thing. Yeah. Because you you either so being wound up by a customer mm-hmm. that you're just saying, I don't, if I have to open that till myself, I don't have to, y'all know me, I have to yeah. do that. Yeah. I could rather open your soul to get sorted, but if I had to come and deal when I come here, like, can't you say hello? I'm like, deal with your problems, let me go somewhere yeah. else, yeah. you know? Yeah. But you know I'll come and stand and talk to you, but customers, sometimes you just have to. It's in a rational moment. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what know If you know people, yeah. I find it very petty sometimes with certain people. Yeah. Because like, you can, I, can, I can get pissed off as well if I'm busy talking to somebody and like, you know, and I'm busy with the customer. How can I help you if I have got a customer there? But I can't say that to you. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'll come now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you have to be polite in front of customers. And at the back of your head, you're thinking like, but dude. Let's talk about Can you not You can see me. Yeah. And how they're told that they're always right. Mm. Our customers are always right. I told the man, I will write. The fact that you are a toffee and you want... This one I If you're a toffee foundation and you like, she told me, she's like, listen, it's called makeup, so I don't have to have my own color. I was like, okay. Wow, well, well, I've never, no, I, I respect her. I respect her. She was like, I like, don't have to have my own color. And then she chose like 
four shades lighter. Yeah. So on her slip, I was like, I'm going to write there your color tested was this. Who's gonna you say, wanted that. I yes. want you, you to know? help me find that color. Meanwhile, yeah. you're you not forthcoming with the fact that you want to make it up. Yes. You know? No, I, okay, I do agree with yeah. you. Yeah. for being yeah. respectful for knowing that even the ones that know that they want to No, no, I was cool. I was cool because she was like straight up. She like, it. I'm like, this is your color. And she's like, no, it's makeup. It comes off. I want that one. She has a point. She and does. I was like, well, that's cool. But no, I, I had to write down. Like, yeah. That's what I said. Because okay, now you're going to use it for, mm-hmm. you're gonna use it for Halloween. Yeah. Because you want to look like the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and then you're going to come back and, look, and yeah. return it and say, I sold you the wrong one. He gave color. me the yes. wrong one. Yeah. But you have to cover yourself at some point. But No, for sure. And I feel like. Yes, what you just said. <laughs> How do you also take a whole industry of people and say y'all got no rights? By saying the customer is right, you're saying the people you on the other side right. of the Your customer, y'all got so. no rights. That's true. It's like, it's no, slavery, they, they, it's dictatorship, they, it's monarchy, it's all those words the, in the dictionary. The, the, customer, the customer has the right yeah. to attack company and the brand but not attack you personally yeah so if a customer is arguing about oh this product broke well i don't like wah 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 it's fine the customer is right but if the customer says you and you wah wah that is not right yes because that's defamation let me give you an that's defamation of (laughs) of you you and your professionalism as an as yeah. a service provider, yes. you know, like, as, as you as know our, more about the product than the customer. Mm. So when if they come and say, "Oh, you don't know," I use a, ma'am. Yeah. I am only telling you the truth on my side. If she's complaining yeah. about my account, I paid my account and blah blah blah. That's the company's problem. She's got all the right to complain. Yes. But your personal character, she can't. Yeah. You okay. people, mm. no. No, no. that's Can why you you're you people in you. Yeah, there's nothing so painful as a you people from no, but the you people, but, but no, but you know what's yeah. my like, you're you know, no, but no, but what do you mean, as people? No, no, I'm here but, by myself. No, but you understand, you must understand one thing like the fact that we are in South Africa, right? Racism was uh, taught like straight out, like. You know, there's that's racism. Yes. So people forget that it happens throughout the world. So yes. people that are from India that are working in like Dubai and stuff are called you people. People that in different wherever somebody feels like they just want to generalize whatever. It's not just a black or an Indian. It happened Mexican people. Yeah. Wherever. Mm-hmm. You know, Those you people, people yeah. Chinese people, you people, you know, British people, you people, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter where, every, um, even minority, every people, majority fixed on, or whatever, you know, like that, yes. it doesn't matter, it's not a local, yes. it's not a South African thing, yeah. it's a yes, global, it's a global thing. thing. So sure you that. people is not a, like don't, for me, I always say, if you, you say you people to me. I'm like my friend. Do not judge me, according with even my brother, because me, it might be my brother, but he's a totally different person. Mm-hmm. His values is not mine. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. You people, is those that have the same values and are standing in those blue and red states if they want to <laughs> be there. Uh-uh. I come from a very broad, broad rainbow nation here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my, you saw what I've got, Buddha, and I've got. <laughs> I'm not judging. I've got enough religion <laughs> down here not to bother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thank you Yeah. No, I've got, I've got, I've got crucifix there. If you go, mm. you see, it goes just a little over there. The blue one. It's got rosaries, Buddhas, fish, all signs, fish. Yeah. And because it's yeah. <laughs> Every religion has its has its place. Mm-hmm. Every religion. Nobody should mm-hmm. ever think their religion is better than another person's religion. Yeah. Yeah. That's where your religion, if that's how you think that your religion is, that if you think you're a, a certain religion and your religion is where everybody should Superior. convert to, that's you where you are wrong. Because that's not what your religion says. Your religion 
basic, pure, down to the earth thing teaches only one oh, thing I is love. love. This guy so much. <laughs> it teaches only one thing, love. You can be yeah. Roman Catholic, you can be Hindu, Buddhist, Jinjin, you can be a Sikh, you can be whatever. Doesn't as Did long as ginger? it teaches. Right? Were you going to say ginger? Seek. A Sikh. A Sikh. Oh. Yeah. Because you said ginger and I was like, ginger, Jane, we have their Jane, own religion. A Jane. Jane. The Jane religion. You can be whatever religion. It all teaches you positivity. Yep. It teaches you to live as a good respect. person. Yeah. And if you can't respect the next person, whether you're Christian, whether yep. you're Muslim, whether you whatever, my that's religion their, is love. That's my their religion love. is kindness yes. to other people. Yes, that's it. Exactly. That's my religion. It's positivity. Like I always say, like religion was brought down in different centuries to bring civilization mm-hmm. to where it should be because people were barbaric. To yes. divide. Yes. That divide to, to uh, bring together to because people were barbaric. <laughs> people were people from one village would go and kill all the men in the other village and take over their wives like and blah blah blah. We're talking about like, you know, yeah, yeah. No, but, but I'm saying to a degree, yeah. it does divide people. So that's why, like, I mean, even in Islam, we say, you know, all the prophets and all the the things, they they combine with Judaism, with Christianity. There is links there is between subtle, all yeah, of these there links. Is There's link. links between all these things. It doesn't matter as long as it brings you peace. Mm. Yeah. If we want to s- survive, we the only way to survive is with peace. Mm. War doesn't survive or war doesn't bring survival to anybody. Mm-mm. War brings death and hurt. Mm. Nothing else. I'm gonna take us back. I'm gonna throw us back. <coughs> All the way back. Oh gosh, now I forgot how I need to phrase this. So <laughs> we were talking and then you were talking about how um Propaganda, yes, when you were in school, how all of the propaganda, that's how far back I'm going, was... You must remember, all um, all, all the literature mm -hmm. on history and Mm -hmm. on all of it was done to keep you thinking... A certain way. A certain way. But don't you think They weren't going to say, like, when I was in school... (laughs) No, no, when I was in the 80s and early 90s, late... 80s and early 90s, they weren't going to come and tell you that the government that is here is the wrong government. Yeah. They were teaching you that it's the right government. Yes. And they weren't going to tell you that they were they were called terrorists. Yeah. You know, back in the day, they were called, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then they became freedom fighters. Everything was done was undercover. Mm-hmm. So that's what propaganda was. The news was all the lines for so many hours. TV came here in what, 1976? Yeah, no idea. Yeah, way I was TV. <laughs> TV came to South Africa in 1976. Yeah. So, there was SNBC Wild. And Bob TV. Yeah, yes, with Gold Cow. That was all brought How do you not know Bob TV? <laughs> no because idea. to play Spider Man in Sasuke. <laughs> because it was called Rabubi. Yes, Rabubi. Rabubi. Yeah. Bob TV. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's how the song yeah. went, but I know that they used to play Rabubi, which was um, Spider Man in Sasutu. Yo, can you imagine? <laughs> but like. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. So, um, just comparing the moment of silence that you had, would have gone through. Um, within the bridge from apartheid to freedom and then the moment of silence we had to go through between level five and level three and how they still like government will never change eh? like all this mm. propaganda still like i remember listening to the radio before COVID even came to south africa and you know the government was saying we're ready for this like don't you guys worry we are prepared we've got all the information from china or whatever mm-hmm. And then come to millions are deposited, all the shit that like But that's why I was saying during that time mm. people had so much of trust mm. in the government they were choosing yeah. over a partner. Yeah. They were choosing a free government. Mm-hmm. So people's trust and and 
positivity for things to happen. People yeah. did it. But the government did it. Forget my phone. Uh, I think see? it's the same with How do you now? jump over the gate? Technical difficulty. Even now we as citizens I feel like we we abided, you know. Yeah. We had faith in the government. the government was gonna carry us over COVID. And yeah, eh. It went down quick. Yeah. It went down very quick. It the went trust down support, that we, the trust that we had when we went down in lockdown at the end of March. Mm. Disappeared by June and July. For sure. Yeah. The trust just went out the door. Out the door. That was our last for me, last like like having faith. Yeah. In, yeah. in, in, in being positive for us. Mm. Like if something doesn't change where people are accountable. Yeah. Then it's actually like we're fighting a losing battle. Yeah, that's gone. If you're not accountable, you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah. Yeah. We've That's lost, how many people say. have lost jobs? Sorry. How many people have lost their homes? How many yeah. people have lost livelihoods, family members? How many people, you know? I think but we've just had to, like this whole experience, we've just had to like conclude in not like looking at what we lost and how the government let us down yes. into how we have managed to survive as individuals or communities mm-hmm. and how we've built each other up and like been the like it turns from how okay yeah at the end of at the end of it all are you going to make a different choice yeah yes if you make the same choices all the time you'll get the same result yeah. as the saying goes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's about changing your choice mm-hmm. to go with what you believe in mm-hmm. because believing in faith is going to keep you where you are Mm-hmm. But believing in change is where you go. You hear that, guys? Keep believing in eavesdrop podcast. <laughs> Keep believing in us. We believe in two. In the real thing. Yeah, the real <laughs> thing. We're not going to change things. Yeah. What, a, what a strong note to yeah. uh, end on. on yeah. Yes. Thank you for believing in us, man. <laughs> yes. But and thank you for our first guest. Yes, I was going to say thank, thank you to you, you, Thank you, Thank you, girl. That's so awesome. Oh, my it's God. been awesome being here with you, girl. I'm convinced that uh, I was supposed to be born in a different time. Dude. Yeah, but now we have iPhones and Uber Eats, so... <laughs> Uber Eats doesn't come to my area. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm on that boat. <laughs> Thank Bye. you guys for listening. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, bye-bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Eavesdrop podcast. Don't forget to like and follow our podcast to check out our other episodes as we upload every Wednesday. You can follow us on Instagram at eaves underscore drop underscore podcast. Or you can follow us personally and you'll find our handles in the bio. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you again next week.